Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. On the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. They say that by the time you feel thirsty, your body is already short on water. So thirst is good. It is a warning sign that you need something, but you need to keep on drinking. Those who know about such things say that for good health, you should drink six to eight glasses of water each day. Because dehydration really messes with your body. I learned this with my father when we were taking care of him. Some health problem would arise, and there were lots of different ones, and we would take him to get looked at. And rehydrating him often took care of whatever the problem was. The problem was the symptom that he needed water. But you can't just drink any water. Some water is not good for you. Sometimes I'll watch one of those survivalist shows and the people come across, they water, they need, and they, it looks really good and it seems really good and they really want to drink it, but they know they can't. They need to boil it and purify it first. If they don't, it can make them sick or even kill them. There are things in there you can't see or taste, but which do a number on you. And salt water. Drinking salt water actually just makes you more thirsty. And the more salt in the water, it actually dehydrates you. So the more salt water you drink, the thirstier you become. So just drinking isn't the answer. Drinking these kinds of waters might seem to work. They seem to quench your thirst and help you, but then later you find out that, no, they hurt you. And ultimately were unsatisfying and even perhaps led to your death. But you need to drink water. But you need to drink good water. And remember COVID? Remember that? One of the really frustrating things, at least for me, was that so many water fountains were closed and shut off. So you couldn't get the water you often needed and wanted. Jesus talks about being thirsty today. He's in the temple during the Feast of Booths, one of the three big festivals for the Jews in the year. They remembered when their ancestors lived in booths while in the wilderness for 40 years. And that all that time, God provided for them manna to eat, water to drink, clothes and shoes that didn't wear out. Part of the ceremonies of that week involved water. For one of the things that happened in the wilderness on more than one occasion was that God provided water from a rock 
for them to drink when they were thirsty and in need. That's the context of Jesus' statement here, that if you're thirsty, come to him and drink. Which is what Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians. That that's actually what happened when the people of Israel were given water from a rock to drink in the wilderness. That that rock wasn't just a rock. He says that rock was Christ. Only he can give us that water we need to live. Living water. Water of life. Now John tells us that Jesus didn't mean literal water here. He was talking about the Holy Spirit. That what we're thirsting for, not just in our bodies, but in our lives, only he can provide. And just as he did in the wilderness, he has come to provide exactly that. Exactly what we need. The problem is, How often do we keep trying to drink the wrong water? Water that does not really satisfy. Water that may look good and seem good and seem to satisfy us only to find out later that it didn't and couldn't. And in fact, this water we gulped down actually hurt us. We actually have an expression that talks about this. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. Perhaps you've heard that. Water with a bit of flavoring in it to make it taste better. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. Don't drink what they're giving you. It's not going to help you. So what are all the Kool-Aids out there today? Things that people look to or drink to satisfy what they're thirsty for. What they're longing for, you even. Perhaps people are longing for significance. Or maybe for meaning or value in their life. Or maybe fame, happiness, love, success, admiration. And to satisfy these thirsts, people turn to work, drugs, Sexuality, sports, different philosophies, all kinds of things. And like bad water, they seem to work at first. Give them what they want, satisfy their longing, their thirst. But then, people retire or can't work anymore. And then they're lost. Sports stars retire or suffer a career-ending injury, and then there's a giant hole in their life. Drugs and sexuality are like drinking salt water. They don't satisfy. They just leave you more and more thirsty for more. It doesn't work. None of it works. And so folks are dehydrated, spiritually dehydrated, not content searching, longing, thirsty for something. See all the problems in our world today? Are the problems the problems? Or like with my father, are they the symptoms 
of the real problem, of the spiritual dehydration causing them all. And remember, by the time you feel thirsty, you are already short on water. You have to keep drinking. Thirst is good. It is the warning sign that you need something. And Jesus is saying today, what you need, I have. For out of the heart of Jesus flows streams of living water. Not just water, but living water. Water of life. Water that gives life. Now John had used this figure of speech before. John recorded that in his gospel when Jesus met a Samaritan woman at a well in Samaria. She was trying to quench her thirst for love, for acceptance. She had had five husbands and the man she was now with was not her husband, but nothing worked. Nothing gave her security. She was still a social outcast. Until Jesus came by. He spoke of this living water that actually quenches the thirst we have in our souls. Give me this living water, sir, she said. And Jesus did. He did not reject her or look down on her. He was the Messiah for her. There was forgiveness and life for her from him. And once she drinks this water, she is a new woman. She goes back into the town that shunned her to tell them of Jesus. So they too can come to him and drink. And they do. And now Jesus says this same Thing, not in a little water, backwater town at a well in Samaria, but in the temple itself. During one of the three major festivals in Jerusalem and on the great and final day of that festival. He says, whoever you are, wherever you are from, whatever you've done, wherever you're searching, whatever Kool-Aid you're drinking, Come to me and drink. I have the water you are thirsting for, living water, and not just a little, but in abundance. Water of life, water that gives life for all people. And then John tells us, as I mentioned before, now this he said about the Spirit whom those who believed in him were to receive, for as yet the Spirit had not been given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. But once Jesus was glorified, once he was crucified, resurrected, and ascended, there wouldn't be a drink here and a drink there. That river would flow forth to give drink to all people, an abundance which would never run out. And a mere 10 days after he ascended, that happened. The dam broke. The Holy Spirit was poured out on the day of Pentecost. The mighty rushing wind and the tongues as of fire weren't the main thing that day. They were the signs. The signs that something greater was happening that day. 
Now, at first, the people in Jerusalem that day for that great festival of the Jews thought that the disciples had drunk not living water, but too much wine. But it wasn't the wine that had changed them. It wasn't the wine that was their liquid courage to do what they were doing. They were new. Like the Samaritan woman was new. They had living water, water of life, water that gives life, and it changed them. And they stood up in front of that great crowd, just as Jesus had done before, and they said, this is for you too. God is pouring out his spirit on all flesh to quench your thirst, to give you what you need. For what we need is life. All those other things people are thirsting for that I mentioned before, significance, meaning, value, fame, happiness, love, success, admiration, and more, those really aren't the things. Those are the symptoms of dehydration. What we need, all of us, is life. A life that matters now. And a life that will go on. And that's what Jesus has for us. You matter. You matter to him so much that he died for you. And even if everyone else in the world says you don't matter, you do to him. And even if everyone else in the world forgets you, he won't. The holes in his hands and feet and the gash in his side are for you. Eternal reminders of how much he loves you and how much you matter to him. And we're told on that day of Pentecost when that living water was poured out, 3,000 people were baptized that day. 3,000 people drank that living water and were washed in the water of God. Like that Samaritan woman, like the disciples, they were changed. They were given what they so desperately needed, but perhaps didn't know they needed. And that's the water that's here for you today. Living water. Water of life. Water that gives life. That river of living water is still flowing. Water we need to keep drinking so we don't dehydrate. The Spirit coming to us in the Word, in forgiveness, in the food of God to give us life, to keep us alive. When you stop drinking, what are the symptoms that pop up in your life? What happens? What dissatisfaction? What thirst? What searching? And what do you try to drink to satisfy that? And while whatever it is may work for a while, what happens when it doesn't any longer? But still today, Jesus has this living water for you and me. Still today, he is calling out, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. And still today, he is that rock in the wilderness of this world and life that gives us the drink we need. He pours out his Holy Spirit upon us 
And that spirit points us to Jesus, takes us to Jesus, and connects us to Jesus to drink and live. Really live. And not just for a while, but forever. Now, I have to say this. There are some people who might say and do say that this is Kool-Aid. The Bible, the church, Jesus, Christianity, it's all just another brand of Kool-Aid we're trying to sell you and get you to drink. There were people in Jesus' day who thought that too, just as there are today. But then something happened that has never happened before. The tomb was empty. Jesus was risen and alive. The life he spoke, he did. The life he spoke was real. And this life he would now pour out to us. This life that has changed so many. This life that has changed you. This life that you now live that is different. Not because of new wine. But because of living water. And this living water that flows from Jesus to you. Now also flows through you to others. As you live. As you speak. As you love. And you help. And when someone says, you're just drinking the Kool-Aid, show them you're not. And tell them where this living water is, that they too can drink. All who are thirsty, all who are dehydrated, all who are drinking water that cannot quench their thirst and may even be killing them. Jesus' invitation still stands. If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Living water, water of life, water that gives life, the life we need, the life we crave. Come, drink, and live. Or as we sang earlier, come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of the faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. Kindle in them your life. Kindle in them Jesus, that we thirst no more. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus our Lord.